When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of your favorite movies and shows. We focus on representation and the voices that are ignored. Yo, 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 it's Salam Nerds. My name is Lee, a.k.a. Watch Me, Lee, We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, Neves, a.k.a. Watch with Neves, And I'm here with a special, special guest host, Jugo. What's going on? What's up, man? What's up? I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here once again to talk about my favorite TV series out right now. Just excited. Let's Thank. go. I'm excited to talk about it, too. Uh, as you know, Jazz is not with us. Jazz was not able to catch up uh, enough. He's got a lot of things going on. Jazz is making moves. Uh, if you don't know, I don't know if a lot of you guys follow Jazz. He's a little private, but he is very much into politics, and he is doing a lot of work with the Texas democratic party right now in terms really? of getting support for palestine and getting uh letters written and i don't know lots of stuff that's like above my knowledge all i know is i just support jazz i'm just like all right jazz you're smarter than me uh let me know give me the cliff notes and he does and i was like yo i can't wait to support you so jazz is doing some big things right now uh he is doing it you know for for the people and hopefully once he has a little bit of time he'll be back so you know we love jazz we miss him but uh he's doing bigger and better things right now at the moment uh that's what's up but yeah that's what's up man but i am glad to have you back on the show because last time we went over invincible uh we had so much to talk about and now we have a mid-season finale and now i'm like wow um where do we go from here uh so for the first episode what are your thoughts about this mid-season finale you think this was a great time to stop it and uh give us a little bit of a break and then pick it up again or do you think they should have given us a full season no stopping uh i mean you know when you take into account the fact that the season two took two years to get here you know four episodes in and then a mid-season finale going on for i guess like for like a month i heard something about it coming like mid-january or early february yeah, I think it's kind of crazy. I'm not gonna lie, I do think it's kind of crazy. But if they were, if if it was like an inevitable thing where they were always going to do a mid-season finale, then I thought episode four, that battle, whatever the stuff that happened in the episode was a absolutely perfect place to end to end this first half of the season. Yeah, I mean, it was really really great. I, I'm very happy with with the way it ended. I'm also happy with about the way it started off because it starts off exactly where the finale of season one ended off, which I was very curious about because when this show starts off, you're like, 
in the middle of what's going on. You have no idea what's going on with Omni-Man and Nolan and where he's at and what he's doing and what was the aftermath right after that fight. Uh, and here we get to see this like amazing, you know, uh, scene with him just slowly gliding through space to the tune of avalanche yeah. um i thought it was just such a well shot scene <laughs> what are your thoughts about that yeah i thought it was i thought it was really beautiful like does it like you could literally paste the season finale of season one and the beginning of episode four together and it would look like the same episode in terms of like how you immediately see as he gets away from earth and he's flying through space i thought notably notably one of the most interesting things about that sequence of him floating through space was the black hole and seeing that like how it was designed and i noticed mm -hmm. this which i thought was pretty cool that um damn near every black hole in popular media ever since christopher nolan's interstellar has been designed like based off of christopher nolan's interstellar design which was similar to the first images that we ever saw of a black hole which i think like came out just a few years ago or like a yeah. few years after interstellar which i thought was really cool so it was dope seeing how they animated that black hole and just you know it, it, the, the animation was definitely really cool the animation was amazing i really really liked it and it looked like Nolan was really at a loss and almost going to throw himself into the sun, which I was like, wow. And then before that happened, a ship appeared and he needed to help them. So he's like, all right, let mm -hmm. me do one last good deed uh, and then go. What are your mm -hmm. thoughts about Nolan? Did you think he was going to actually fly into the sun or what were you think was going on with him? Because Mark yeah. had some effect on him. The fact that he was ready to throw it all away after that right. battle like something has right. clicked in his brain i was watching it and i'm like biting my fingers like because like i'm like he's going to kill himself no way and the way i sort of interpreted that scene was that like it was truly a stroke of luck because if not for the fact that 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 ship had shown up at the time in which it did and he would needed to save them that he would have like ended up actually moving forward and ultimately taking his own life within the, within the sun yeah i don't know I, I i thought that was really really cool to to set that up and then he goes and lives amongst these people right and we learned that in the last episode he's the one who brought mark there and he says mm -hmm. hey they need your help now i'm thinking okay this is some kind of ploy this is some kind of plan mm -hmm. i don't know why he brought mark here uh but mm -hmm. it turned out they they did need his help and Nolan yeah. does seem to have turned over a new leaf mm -hmm. when it comes to these new aliens. And I'm just like, that's interesting. And I just love the reaction that him and Mark have because at first Mark tries to punch him and or, or tries to make him flinch. He doesn't flinch at mm -hmm. all. And then he tries yeah. to do it again and then he does a hug. And yeah. then after that, he goes, fuck you. So it's like it's so many emotions. Yeah going on here yeah. which i thought was just such a well done interaction with them meeting for the first time after what happened 
Yeah, there was a million different things I can imagine going on in Mark's head at the time of meeting his father. I mean, the last time they had seen each other, he had beaten him near to death. And so it's like there's a sort of dichotomy there with like Mark missing his father because, you know, that's the person that raised him for the last 17, 18 years. Um, And then remembering that that's also the person that nearly killed him and traumatized him in a way that is like irreversible. And so seeing all of those emotions play out one by one by one with like the clenched fist and then the flinching and then the hug and then the back to the fuck you i thought was like just a really good quick way of like showing us all the emotions that are swirling in mark's head right now as he's seeing his father yeah no i i totally agree i thought that was really really cool and then he he has these bug people then he has to you know explain to mark why he needs the help but mark is just like fuck you he's leaving and then he goes like i don't care and he goes i know that's not true and then mark has to be like okay he called me out obviously i do care um also the fact that he's like you're you're a million miles away and you don't know how to get home so like mark was really <laughs> just like stuck there uh that was pretty pretty funny and then you find out yeah. that like when he brings them back to his place you find out he's got a grasshopper sugar mama <laughs> that he shacked up with oh, that was weird and that was weird. Uh, and he started making out with her. And I was just like, oh, this is gross. And then he's like, you already replaced mom. And it's really interesting because, like, he did call her a pet before he left. And now he's with an actual grasshopper. <laughs> so it's weird. So I think, <laughs> right? And, but I think they did yeah. to kind of show us what mm-hmm. we are to the Veltramites. Because, like, when you see these, like, mm-hmm. bugs that are kind of like pets for you and the fact that they only live Mm. a year it's kind of like how you how we reflect to to nolan because our lifespans Mm. could feel like just a year to him and we also feel like more life forms like bugs to him you know so like where you're watching season one and you're like how could he call her a pet and how could he not care about these people and then they give us like these bugs to desensitize us to their plight so that we can kind of yeah. just be like, you know what? We're not we're not that much better than him. We're kind of in the same boat. Wow. So, yeah. Like, I really thought that was well done. Wow. You know what's crazy is that, like, I don't know. I, that's the – I've never thought of it like that before. Like, that was a really insightful way to frame that because I was always wondering, even with reading the comics, like, why – why bugs but when you put it like that it makes complete and utter sense you know as you were saying like you know what we see creatures like that similar to that on earth they're vermin um they're unwanted we have a ten you know we created we've created entire industries built around sort of creating chemicals to 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 kill bugs of that nature and and their lifespans are so alien to us and they're just their existence even though they're not doing anything to us or bugs at home their existence is like something that is treated as like an insult to our own existence and so yeah like seeing the bugs on that planet um as a, you know, as the audience and looking at like, why would he, you know, that's so cool that like we sort of are getting put in the place of Viltrumites because we're questioning Nolan now, like, ew, right? why would he, why would he hang around those creatures? That is such an interesting insight. It's it's so wild. And I was thinking about that and I was like, wow, I really like the way that they, they did this. And then he has a son with this person. He goes, this is your brother. And now like Mark is very conflicted because number one, he like, hates this person who is taking 
feels like he's being replaced. His mom's being replaced. He's being replaced. But also, this child is innocent. The the woman is innocent, right? They didn't do anything mm-hmm. wrong. So Mark is saying these things because he's frustrated. But deep down, he knows he's he's kind of wrong, and he does have to help these people. Uh, so I thought that was really really cool. Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts about yeah, that? It was clearly hard. It was clearly hard for Mark. I mean, it would be hard for anybody, right? Because you're watching your dad, and he's yeah. got a new wife, and he's got a new son. Wall within like what, like four or five months of of him beating the mess out of you just recently, and then calling your mother a pet. And so, like, there's a bit of a conflicting sort of um, battle in there with Mark of like his sort of anger towards his father and for what his father has done, getting with a whole new family and, and still like, and, and there's where the choice of being a hero comes in. There's where Mark's sort of yeah. hero um, abilities comes in because regardless of how he feels, he recognizes. And I thought it was really sweet that he tells her, he's like, it's not your fault, you know, yeah. still, but, but it does still hurt. Like he recognizes it in, in himself, the pain that he feels and the, you know, and the validity of the pain he feels while still like being emotionally mature enough to let her know that like, it's not on you. And that I didn't mean those things that I said about how you were a replacement or so on and so forth. And I thought that was such incredible growth for his character. And it just shows that like, he, he truly is more human than Viltrumite in the ways that really matter. Yeah, and I didn't expect that. I did not expect to see that side of him so soon, which I thought was really, really interesting. Uh, and then there is a flashback, or not a flashback, but we're back on Earth, and we see his mom, and she's kind of just walking through the streets. And it's the same exact scene as Nolan flying through the planet, and she's walking through the scene, and it's the same shot, it's the same kind of music, and then she finally mm-hmm. arrives at his grave, and start saying like mm-hmm. I didn't really know you. I thought that was shot also really really well because it just like matched the tone of the beginning of the episode and yeah. husband and wife and how they're kind of just like in they were in the same space of like headspace of what was mm-hmm. going on with them. So I thought that was really really interesting. What are you what are your thoughts with yeah. the mom? I love the parallels. I really really do. And like I've said this before, but dude, it is so amazing to see how in this tv series they are fleshing out and developing debbie grayson as an actual character because i cannot stress enough how in the comic book she is so wasted she is like Mm. set into the background um and like she doesn't really get any sort of like characterization at all so i'm experiencing the character of debbie you know the people who are in the comics who have read the comics we're all still experiencing the character of debbie for the first time and seeing what they do do with her is really cool and seeing that parallel um, and this, the grief that she's going through um, yeah. was really awesome. I mean, the whole episode, like apart from the, you know, the major episode or the major sort of scene in the end, which we'll talk about later, um, the whole episode is a reflection on sort of like the characters, not only Nolan, but also Debbie and uh, the agent person. I forgot what was his yeah. name. Um, but they're all Nolan? sort of Donald. Donald? Donald. Yeah, yeah, Donald. Donald. Um, but the whole episode is just a an exercise in sort of like finding oneself and like trying to find out who you truly are and trying to find out who you like where you're going. It, an exercise in being lost, I should say. And I thought that was mm-hmm. that was a cool theme that carried throughout. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh I really love the way they kind of focus on some of these characters, you know expect them to focus on because i was just re-watching episode one and they have like mm. a good like 10 minute 
of dialogue between two security guards and the security guards are just talking about how they're like, he had an adopted son and they had a rough relationship and he gave him a shiner. And now he's proud of him because he kicked drugs and he graduated. And I'm just like, did we never <laughs> see this character ever again? But they gave him this amazing backstory for this random yeah. character who was voiced by John Hamm, yeah. which is really cool, but it's just so oh, random. The way this show does that. So they'll find some small yeah. characters and just like focus on them. And I'm just like, wow, I am very interested in this person. As it goes, yeah. It and it's matter. like, if it's written well, like you can get engaged with any character. 100%. And it's really cool because that is like the opening scene for the entire series. Like, yeah. For the, you know, that's a, that's a big deal for that to be the very first scene, the very first way you're introduced into Invincible is just a casual conversation between two regular human beings, security guards. And I think I made a TikTok about this not long ago, but the, the, the scene really has a lot of symbolic, symbolic value for me because, you know, it's about him, like, talking about the difficulties of raising that of raising that son and how mm -hmm. like it was hard in the beginning and they sort of hated each other and they just, but they've really pulled through and they're, you know, they, they've, they've really like worked on their relationship and now they're in a much better place than they used to be. And it's such a human relatable conversation that also subtly um, like hints at the larger father son dynamics at play between Mark and Omni man that we'll Absolutely. see throughout the series. So I just thought it was masterful it's just yeah so well done a, a big fan of that um all right mm -hmm. and then we see the mauler twins who show up again and they make another clone but this time they know who the original is and who the clone is yeah. which i thought was pretty interesting <laughs> and i was just like okay fine uh that happened mm -hmm. and then uh at the end we see that they tries to make more duplicates and instead of you know them working as a team one is basically mm. pushing the other one around because one person knows that he's the original and the other is a clone. And then the yeah. clone ends up murdering him with, with poison lemonade because he was like, mm. no, it's better for them not to know who's real and who's a clone. And they work better that way. I thought yeah. that was really yeah, cool. Was. I, I didn't see that coming. I, you know, it's crazy. I didn't see the murder coming, but I, like, I thought that the clone who knew he was a clone was going to kill himself because the Maulers before when they were sort of giving Rudy a new body, it already explained that like, it's dangerous to know, like to, to have the information on who the clone is and who isn't the clone because like yeah. that, that creates so many complications. So I'm like, why isn't he taking his own advice? So my assumption was that the clone is just going to end up killing himself because you know, who wants to live knowing that they're a clone. So it also yeah. took me by surprise that he ended up killing the original as well. And I just, yeah. I love seeing the Mahler twins, like whatever they do, almost, like never really has anything to do with the story at hand. It's just fun to see them doing their own thing. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like they just pop up every now and then. Even in the first episode, they just pop up because they're going after the White House. And then it was just a way to introduce Omni Man. <laughs> so it didn't really have anything to do with anything else, uh, which I thought was really cool. But I do like the fact that now, whoever is the clone is technically a clone of a clone. So mm -hmm. I don't even know. Like it doesn't even matter if which one's the original yeah. or not, right? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the assumption is that like. I would assume that like there hasn't that original hasn't been around for a while because they've gone through like like throughout season one and season two like we've seen like three four maulers die on screen yeah uh, and it's like they any one of them could have been the original and we could just be running on clones of clones of clones you know and there's no telling how many times the maulers have actually died and then recloned themselves 
That's true. That's true. Um, all right. Now, speaking of clones, what do you think is going on with Donald? Because Donald goes and he starts to he goes to <laughs> Debbie's house. She's not home. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. he looks over to the house that exploded and he finds mm-hmm. his glasses. So he goes in. Mm-hmm. He does some research. He goes typed in his passwords. Uh, he's locked out. Types in Cecil's password. Somehow he knows it. Uh, he gets in. He sees his own death, uh, which he's completely shocked by. So he knows he died. So then he stabs himself to see if, I guess, if he is human or not. And he sees blood. Mm-hmm. And he's very relieved that he's human. So he may be a clone, but he's human. But mm-hmm. the knife is bent. So yeah. is he like half clone and half android? If he's a complete android, mm-hmm. we don't know what's going on with Donald. I think that's a fun side story that like I didn't yeah. even think we were going to have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I was saying, I just love that we we get a tidbit about Donald and like self exploration and being lost and not knowing what he is. In the comics, it's, it's a lot more cut and dry. Um, I forgot what happened to Donald. It wasn't Omni Man, but I forgot what specifically happened to Donald. But essentially, something happens to Donald where like he like um, almost dies and then he comes back as a cyborg. Like they give him all these cybernetic implants and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And like, that's something he's just cool with like, like for throughout the rest of the series. It's just part of his character. There's no sort of exploration. There's no question. Um, but it's really cool how in the TV series, they're sort of taking that and flipping it and, and, and making him question what he is. But my assumption is like, he is still a cyborg um, probably, but, but what I don't know is that like Donald, I mean, that, that building exploded. Like they dropped an orbital nuke on the house. Like I have no, like yeah. my assumption was that he was completely vaporized. So it seems to me that this must just be a clone entirely or like some sort of, like yeah. you said, cyborg clone. And they must have had the plans for a clone even before he died. They probably just had it like ready to go. So I don't know. I'm really surprised right. about that. And then uh, another side story that's going on is the one with Adam Eve. So Adam Eve goes to visit the friends in school because she's trying to reach Mark. She can't reach him, obviously, because he's in space. Um, And then she says she has a place nearby. And then somebody decides to steal some kind of orb from that place. And then she goes and fights this guy. And they have a big brawl on the bridge. And because of that, uh, these two old couples, their car goes over the bridge. And do they die? I don't know, but she isn't able to save them in time. So they're definitely mm-hmm. uh, incapacitated and the ENTs come in there, mm-hmm. rush to help. Um, Adam Eve's going through it too, man. What are your thoughts about her storyline? Yeah. yeah. Hers, hers is really, it's really, I think, I think she's one of my favorite characters in the series and they just, how they explore her powers and her relationships with her relationship with Mark and her relationship with her parents. Like it's, it's almost as tragic as Mark's story. Um, mm. And so like she presents herself and it was really cool is in that battle. She presents herself as somebody that is like entirely capable of saving the day on her own in the same way that Mark is. And I think that's really cool. They're not, they're not sort of nerfing her or making her look weak. Um, yeah. And seeing her like sort of giving her that arc of failing to save those people who when I first saw, I thought were her parents. I could be, I could definitely be wrong, but I don't know why they look like her parents to me. Um, but uh, seeing her like lose like that and and have yeah. them and have them hurt was heartbreaking, honestly. 
that's the one thing I really like about this show because they show the heroes losing a lot. Yeah. Like, so like yeah. usually to the point where I'm like, yo, is he ever gonna win a fight? <laughs> like, Mark <laughs> like, loses so yeah. much. But like, yeah. I I like that about this show. It's not like oh, the hero's gonna win every time. It's really really great mm-hmm. to see that. And same thing with Adam Eve. Even if she did beat the guy, she she didn't win because you know she yeah. was click careless and people died. And yeah. then she goes back to her house and you know she's kind of just like i don't know her dad said that she's reckless and her powers are dangerous and now she's coming to realize mm-hmm. that maybe they are um mm-hmm. i'm very curious because they came out with a adam eve series like the adam eve has a, her own episode and yeah. it's really really good you get to learn about a lot of cool backstories and you get to learn how yeah. her powers work and she is really one of the most powerful people in all of invincible she is very like, oh 100 yeah. 100%. I haven't seen the series yet because I honestly didn't even know it existed until very recently. And so it was like, it's been on my list to check out. But yeah. I saw it's some clips episode. on. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. bet. Yeah, because I saw some clips on um, TikTok of her like fighting. And I was like, she's fighting better in this than I've ever seen her fight in the TV series of Invincible. Like, she was yeah, yeah. kicking ass. I mean, she was she so does. good, and the animation was super crisp. And, like, yeah, I'm I'm really glad that, like, showcased the fact that, yeah, when Adam Eve bypasses the sort of mental block, she's easily, like, top three most powerful in the entire series. And I'm so wow. excited for how they're going to manifest that later on. That's cool. That's very cool. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. All right. So, um, they let's go back to the story. So, as they're talking about what's going on with the Viltrumites and stuff like that, um, they Mark agrees. He agrees to help, and he's like, "But what can I do? I couldn't even beat you." And then Nolan's like, "It's fine. We'll train." <laughs> and as he said that, the Viltrumites show up. So you're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> Mark's not ready. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Mark decides to take his brother um, and his brother's mom to a safe cave. They get to these caves, and then he has this like heartfelt conversation with them, where she's like, "I was not trying to replace your mom. I didn't really know that. I was already head over heels for him uh, before, but by the time I knew about you and your story. But your dad really loves you, and he talks about you a lot. Um, I mm-hmm. thought that was really, really great. So like, we actually see like Nolan." has changed he he is changed and shook to the core and then um this voltamite comes in i believe his name was lucan lucan he he looks like steve harvey which i heard someone said that he actually is based on steve harvey which i think is hilarious (laughs) that makes perfect sense that's hilarious um yeah so it was really really cool to, to see this fight and Mark ends up being beat pretty bad. There's this one scene where he beats yeah. Mark with one finger, and you're just like, with one "Damn, finger. these yeah, guys are crazy. strong." And then yeah, you know how insane. strong Nolan is because Nolan beats the mm-hmm. crap out of him, cuts open his entire guts, and stabs him with a rock. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. "Holy shit!" So he asks yeah. his mom to go in and go further into the caves. And then he goes back to fight the other two. <laughs> what were your thoughts about the fight in the cave? I thought <laughs> seeing Lucan do that finger shit was so funny. <laughs> it was really funny. Was like with with one finger, I was I was dying because I'm like, 
these are what Viltrumites really, really are. I mean, he was toying with him. And did you see that sort of like he looked at Mark and he was like, okay, like you seem okay. But then he looked at the Mark's little brother and he was yeah. filled with disgust. disgust. I find that really interesting. Um, but yeah, that fight itself was dope. And one thing that like I noticed about Viltrumites from that fight is that like they're stronger than they are. Like they're more strong than they are invulnerable. Like their strength is higher than their level of invulnerability. Mm, um, yeah, which is why like a lot of the times they end up just like punching holes through each other and like, like, like they're a lot stronger than their bodies like than their bodies can handle. And so I see how like Omni Man just slices him in the stomach like it's nothing like just with this yeah. one fell swipe and i thought that was really interesting because that's something that i feel like we're going to see a lot more of with how viltrumites deal with each other it's just like that one hand chop where they just like cut everything with that one with that one wrist move but the fight itself was really cool yeah i, I thought the fight was pretty cool too um and then we have nolan and mark get back to where they were and they see all of these dead like you know, uh, aliens there and Nolan is like really, really upset. And he grabs Mark by the throat and he goes, why do I feel this way? Why do I care about these insects? And you're just like, holy shit. He's not just putting on a show. He's not just trying to, you know, get Mark to like him again. He really cares. And then you're just like, yeah. shocked. and he doesn't like the fact that he cares. He's just like, how is yeah. this better? How is this good? Just, yeah. Great storytelling right there and great character development. What are your thoughts on that? That was a beautiful scene. That was a really beautiful scene. Like you are watching this man have a midlife crisis. And what is really interesting when you take into context is that um, Omni-Man is like what, what, like 5,000 years old by now, um, which means that he has been through thousands of years of Viltrumite indoctrination. I mean, and Viltrumite yeah. are literally space. He's like they're they're genocidal they're supremacist they're they're fascists and so right. he's been through thousands of years of fascist indoctrination and all of that is unraveling like in real time and so we're seeing the mental anguish and fallout of that sort of um indoctrination unraveling and and they do that so well because he's he's angry and he doesn't understand his feelings he doesn't because it's the first time that he's ever felt genuine love and 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 care for creatures that are lesser than him yeah. and watching him sort of battle with that battle that within his mind that he, like you said it was just really good storytelling yeah no it's really good storytelling, and it's really interesting where like they're not mad at Mark. They're like, well, let's see if you're good enough to be part of the Viltrumite Empire. We could uh, we could accept you. Like, they're okay with, with humans because apparently their blood mixes so well with humans that, yeah. you know, he's pretty much full Viltrumite, even though he's he's half, yeah. uh, which is yeah, very, very interesting. Cool. Yeah. Mm. So, like, no one's ever, no one other than Nolan has procreated with a human. Is Is he supposed to be, like, the first one? Yeah, yeah. He Nolan is the first ever Viltrumite on Earth that's ever met humans, and like, I would tell you why, but it's a bit of a spoiler. Um, oh, I don't. But spoil just it. like keep in mind, <laughs> but keep in mind that like it is important, sort of Nolan's relationship with humans. Okay, and, like, very he was cool. Sent there for a reason. 
That's cool. All right. So Nolan's fighting, and these uh, two people, two Vilchmites come down. One is the girl with the hair with the knife at the very end, which I thought was a very cool look. The other one, guy was Vidor. And Nolan goes and fights Vidor, and Mark is fighting uh, the woman with the hair. And mm. Nolan is <laughs> kicking ass, and to the point where he has to help Mark also. So he like beating up this guy yeah. and there's just one scene where he just smushes his head in and i'm just uh, like damn and that's kind of like what you're saying like their bodies are not like super invulnerable like he is able yeah. to squish that person's head and brains in together yeah. which i thought was crazy yeah. and then he tells mark you can't fight like you fight on earth you have to fight mm. to kill here or else they're going to kill you and then mm. mark sees all of the dead aliens and he's like shit i have to and then he actually puts yeah. up a fight. Uh, but mm. then at the very end, he hesitates and she stabs him, uh, yeah. which I thought was really, really interesting. So the one time he actually hesitated, he, it made him yeah. lose the fight. Uh, and then yeah, Nolan came in. Yeah. And then Nolan came in. He saved him. And you're like, okay, good. Happy ending. And then out of nowhere, Steve Harvey comes back, kicks him right <laughs> in the spine. And he's holding his guts with his like, with his hands while he does it. Yeah. Wow. What are your thoughts on that fight? That fight was like, dude, it was like four minutes of just pure excellence. Definitely the best fight that we've gotten in the entire series. And I was so stoked for this episode when I saw episode three, because I was like, I know the Viltrumites are coming. And it did not disappoint. It was like, I'm watching it with the biggest grin on my face. I thought it was really awesome. I thought it was cool that you see that Mark's issue isn't necessarily that he's not as strong as the other Viltrumites. It's that he is far more merciful than the other Viltrumites. Yeah. That, like, that's the big barrier. That's the big mental block that keeps him from fighting. And so when, and it's crazy because like when he sort of gets rid of that mental barrier, it's not that he just wins by a little bit. Like he's beating her ass. Like he is, he is dominating right. the entire fight. And you know, at the last minute, he you know he as, being the human being, caring person that he is, he 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 couldn't find it within himself to to make the killing move. And I thought, that, you know, I, I'm glad that they went that route. That that Mark yeah. is still like a good person, and he wouldn't kill. But overall, the fight was just magnificent. What did you think about it? I my favorite part is when Nolan elbows uh the woman in the jaw and half her jaw is like broken. Oh, yeah. That is a Mortal Kombat fatality. And I was like. <laughs> Holy shit, that is amazing. Yeah. I love this show. Yeah. Give me more. <laughs> it was so dark and messy and so amazing. It was it was really, really cool. I really like that. And I even like where he like uh Nolan gets kicked in the spine and you can hear the crackle and you're like, oh, that's not a kick. Mm. Something's broken in there. Uh mm. I thought that was really, yeah. really great. Um and yeah. then the guy goes, you know. It's done and passes out. So really, nobody won. They all pretty much just kicked yeah, each other's they asses. <laughs> <laughs> they all lost that fight, like to terribly. Like you see, like Invincible's like laying there half dead, and there's nothing yeah. he can do. Yeah, everybody lost that fight. Yeah, man, everybody was was kind of paralyzed. And then he's and then uh, they get picked up, and he's like, "Hey, remember all the good I've done." Uh, remember my books, which I thought was really interesting because they also mentioned the books earlier on in the episode where Debbie mm -hmm. decides to give up oh, everything, yeah. give up the house, the books, the money, all of that stuff. She doesn't want to be indebted to Cecil and mm -hmm. she wants the money to go to the people of, of Chicago, uh, which I thought was really, really cool. Uh, but then he brings up the books again and I'm just like, 
Mm. Why do you say that? Why do you say read my yeah. books? I don't understand that. I feel like there's there's something yeah, there. Yeah, it definitely it definitely does feel like there's something there because like why on earth would he would he talk about like the like the last thing he says to his son before he gets carted carted off away to be executed is read my books. So yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely interested to see like what it is he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But the Viltrumites show up and they're like, This is what you're gonna do. You're gonna go back to Earth. Since Omni Man blew his cover. Uh, he can't go back mm -hmm. there. Obviously, he's like, you're still like there, so you're gonna go back. You're gonna take his position, and either you can kill mm -hmm. a few people, or we're gonna come and we're gonna kill millions. Mm -hmm. Like, damn. And and they're yeah. like, you don't have a choice. And unlike your dad, we're yeah. not gonna change our minds. Um, what were your thoughts on that? First of all, the voice actor, um, Jesus Christ, what's his name? I forgot his name. Uh, you remember, you know his voice. He's like Mr. Krabs. He was also in Gen V. He was also um, the voice actor for, what was his name? Something. Let's look it up. General Craig. Invincible uh, voice actor. Voice You'll know it as soon as you see him. You'll know as soon as you see him. What? It's David Tennant? Yeah. What? It's Doctor Who? No, not David Tennant. Am I, am I tripping? It says uh, right General. here. David Tennant voicing General Craig. Really? It sounded like... Yeah. Uh, it sounded like... Uh, oh, no. It says Clancy Brown. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Clancy Brown. So, wait. So, um, who did David Tennant play? Wait, what? I don't know. It's a TikTok of him doing it. Oh, never mind. It's a different General Craig. It's from a different show. <laughs> oh, it's from yeah. the Legend of Voice <laughs> Machina. There is a there is a General Craig in that show too, and is voiced by David Tennant. That is so. <laughs> that, is so that is so strange. That is yeah, I was talking about yeah, this one. Um uh, Clan what was his name? Clancy Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown, famous, famous, wonderful voice actor. You you know, know his voice from anywhere. He was the um he was the like the guy in Gen V, like the teacher that she tried to get into the hero class. But anyways, I loved his voice. Seeing him or hearing his voice, you know, hearing him be General Craig was amazing. Um I was really scared for Invincible in that interaction because yeah. I genuinely thought they could have like, I mean, they could have just killed him right there and then been completely done with it. Um, but they didn't. And so like having them like for forcing him to, with this ultimatum of like, you either like prepare earth for being taken over or we come and we kill you and most of their like millions of people. Like I, I have no idea like how he even hopes to like get out of that, like in the future, yeah. what, what is he even plan to do? It it does seem like like it's hopeless. It seems like the Viltrumites are just way too powerful. Uh, the fact that yeah. like Omni Man is so strong, and then you have an mm. entire planet full of him, like right. <laughs> what? How is that gonna yeah. happen, right? So it, it just feels yeah. like it's impossible. And then we see how they took care of Alan the alien and mm. body him, him, right? So I mean, they washed it, it him entirely. Yeah, and it definitely makes us feel like what's going on this season. So, so like for for when the season returns, I'm really mm -hmm. curious. 
there's so many things I want to know about. Is Mark going to go back and and tell everybody what happened? If Alan the alien yeah. is going to live, uh, what happened mm. with the uh, Thaddeus who basically tried to kill? Uh, oh yeah, Alan the alien, right? Uh, the yeah. thing. And then there's stuff yeah. like what's happening with the Guardians. Uh, like, uh, are they going to be able to fight the Viltrumites? Because they don't look like they can handle a lot of stuff at the moment. Um, and then mm. there's also the professor with the portals he's still going around figuring out how to go so there's a lot of storylines that are going on right now and i'm very curious are they all going to be wrapped up in the next four episodes or are we going to see a few of them uh leak over to the next season so i'm very curious Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts yeah um i honestly like i have no idea either like where they're going to go or go with this next four episodes because i remember robert kirkman saying that episode he said specifically season two episode four and episode eight were really crazy and so we've already yeah. seen episode four you know we know yeah. what he was meant by episode four but i have no absolutely no clue what he means by episode eight is going to be crazy what storyline is going to be focused on what happens um what i i I guess i do know is like the filter my storyline um i don't see that being like like resolved in this season but what i am like but i don't know in terms of what other storylines they're going to go for because like you said i had completely forgotten about um the multiverse person, the person who can switch yeah. multi multiverses, because he's got a plan. Um, and so, like, it, it's up in the air. And and like, the Guardians of the it's funny that you said the Guardians of the Globe are useless. Like, they're not. They're not. Like, like this, let's be so for real. They're not yeah. fighting anybody from Viltrum. They're not taking anyone. No. So, yeah, no. We'll see. They're like, like first of all, the 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 first Guardians of the Globe got their ass kicked by one Viltrumite. So, like, what are these kids gonna do? Um, yeah. Just yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. I don't know. I, I really love the way this show is shot. I think it's shot really beautifully. They have brought in some mm-hmm. amazing voice actors to to be in this uh call it show. And I just love that they don't really pull punches, right? They'll drop the F bomb. Yeah. And like when they drop the F bomb, it doesn't feel like they're doing it just to drop the F bomb. They're just like, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. Mark's emotion. He's like, fuck you. Like he's upset. Yeah because of everything that happened yeah. right just so yeah. good man the delivery um i don't know yeah. i just really love the, the way it's i just love the way it's written uh what are your thoughts yeah. about this uh, overall the, the first four episodes the this the voice cast is stacked like probably the most stacked voice cast i've ever seen on an animated yeah. TV i mean there are so many big names in like the smallest roles like you told me john ham played the the security guard in the beginning. i know like, that's insane yeah and you'll see that all throughout the series you'll just have like these a-list actors or like really legendary voice actors playing small roles and you know like giving it their all and genuinely like pouring their emotions and their whole like sort of mastery into these into these roles and so on that level it's like this show is just far above a lot of other animated tv series in terms of its voice cast but the first four episodes themselves of this season i think were paced really really well i think like like this is why I'm not mad that they 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 you know split them up into like half a season half a season because you know one episode through four felt like almost a season in itself. Um, it's paced yeah. really well. 
the 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 every episode was really interesting there was always something new um if it keeps going like this like this is functionally this could easily be like top five greatest uh superhero tv shows like of like the last mm-hmm. 10 years you know yeah no absolutely i i wholeheartedly agree with you i think it's definitely one of the best superhero shows in fact two of the best superhero shows i feel like are on amazon prime to be honest with you facts. i think facts right it's, it's it's really interesting because you know marvel we, we like marvel but like marvel is is the disney thing it's never going to be that dark yeah. it's never going to be that serious they're not going to be dropping f-bombs yeah. right it's family friendly yeah. pg-13 yeah. at most right so that's yeah. what we're doing which is fine i feel like there's a place for that there's you know Absolutely. there's a there's a butt for every seat. There's the people who 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 need that, and they want to watch mm. movies and shows with their families and their kids. Love that for them. Uh, I yeah. also love to do that, right? But this is like something you're just like, all right, let's be grown ups now, <laughs> and let's watch a little darker, uh, yeah, superhero show. It's it's basically what like the Snyderverse pretends to be. <laughs> Oh, that is perfect. That is actually a really good way of putting that because Snyderverse had that sort of maturity level in there, but like the stories themselves weren't good. Right, <laughs> like exactly. the stories themselves weren't good. So this gives us like the mature, you know, absurdity, um, dark themes of the Snyderverse, but with like actual good storytelling. Like it's it, absolutely, absolutely right. it's, it's what yeah. Zack films think they are. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's gonna be my treat for this episode <laughs> all right man so uh, thanks again for for joining us and uh once this show comes back which isn't that unheard of a lot of shows do go on break for uh christmas in january because i think like uh, holidays and people start school and stuff like that so people go on vacations around this time so it's not that unheard of right. so hopefully when yeah. the show comes back around uh we can have you back on man yeah absolutely man anytime you know me all right cool man uh let people know where they can find you real quick yeah 100 percent. you can find me on instagram at destructo jugo as well as tiktok um that's where i post the most um and you can also find me on uh twitter um under the sentinel king you know and i'll type that in the chat at sentinel king kb and all right. yeah all right man yeah, thanks well, thank a lot man you. yeah thanks so much for being on and we can't wait to have you back man and until yeah, next man, time guys salam nerds <laughs>